Happy New Year, everyone. My name is Yafa Sakija, and I'm the CEO of Beneplan. And today I'm talking about Canadian taxable benefits. I'm talking about taxable benefits because it's January and we're preparing for T4 season. Um, if you're not sure what a T4 slip is, basically in Canada, when you collect income from an employer as a full-time employee, that employer provides a T4 slip, T4 statement. It's a one-page piece of paper showing how much income you earned. And on that piece of paper, that employer also needs to report not just how much money they paid you, how much tax they deducted, but also all the little bits and pieces throughout the year that they provided for you, whether in cash or in kind, and whether you have to pay income tax on that as well. The reason why this is important is because if you're listening to this podcast, it's possible that you are a group benefits agent in Canada, or maybe you're a plan sponsor, or maybe you want to get into this. And I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to break it down as if I'm talking to an eight-year-old because we get this question every year, always around tax time before employers are preparing T4 slips because they're due Valentine's Day, (laughs) February 14th, or is it 15th? It's been a while since I did payroll myself, but uh, generally mid-February. Um, and so therefore you're going to have to be fielding these questions. A lot of the questions can sometimes make your eyes cross. And so what we're going to do is we're going to walk through how we collect the information, how we learn so that we can provide the answer. Um, so I'm not just going to tell you the answer. I'm not going to tell you how we figured it out because there are times when the federal government comes out with a new budget in March of every year, you know, the finance minister goes and like buys new shoes and shines them maybe, maybe not. Uh, (laughs) and then, um, they might come up with new budgetary items and it is, it's true that it's happened in the year in years past where the new budget says, Hey, we have a new taxable benefit and this is a product that you're probably selling. So in the group insurance business, um, things change. There's sometimes new products that get evolved and these products sometimes go years without being, um, taxed as part of a taxable benefit scheme. So there's two fundamental things before we get into the details. It's like one, Google is your friend. Like all I did, all I do is I Google CRA taxable benefits and just read the most updated employer's guide. Or if you can't understand it, call the CRA. You can literally call them and wait on the phone. The best time to call them is like Monday morning at 8.30 in the morning. And you can literally talk to a person and ask. And if that agent is not going to know the the answer, they'll probably forward you to a senior agent to help. So, you know, the beauty of the Canadian system, as much as people like to complain about it, is like you can call the CRA, they will pick up the phone, they will help you. Um, But if you don't call Monday at 830, you might wait on the phone for hours. So just putting that out there. Okay. So I Googled CRA. Okay. So... The other thing I want you to understand before we get into the details is like one of the big philosophies in Canada is that nobody should be double taxed on something. So if you are taxed once, maybe upfront, you should not be taxed later and vice versa. If you are not taxed on something, however, then you should be taxed at some point. This is just a simple concept. That's a rule of thumb for me to try to understand whether an employee benefit is taxable or not. I'll give you an example of this concept, life insurance. Most of you who are listening to this probably already know that if somebody purchases a life insurance policy, either group or individual, then they pass away. The proceeds from that life insurance policy, that cash is not taxable. 
However, because there's no tax at the end, there should be tax at the beginning. And what that means is that either that employee has to be paying for it out of their own pocket. So meaning your plan members who are paying the premiums might be paying the life insurance premium themselves. Or if they're not, if the employer is paying for the life insurance premium, well, that's technically a free benefit. And so therefore Revenue Canada is like, well, look, you can't get something for nothing. You can't have something, you can't be given a gift of cash, which is this like life insurance premium and then not pay tax on it. Cause we know it's not going to get taxed on death. So therefore right now in 2024, whatever you're listening to this, when you're, when the employer's preparing their T4 slip, they have to tell the government on the T4 statement that the employer paid for the group life insurance policy, and therefore it is taxable. So just to break it down, let's say the employer paid a hundred dollars on behalf of employee A in 2023. That $100 that the employer paid on behalf of the employee needs to be taxed at that person's personal tax rate. Let's say their personal tax rate is 20%. So that means that on that person's T4 statement, we have to report that the employer paid $100. Treat it almost as if they gave them cash, except there are little details and nuances because, of course, if an employer gives cash directly to an employee, they have to deduct CPP, the Canada Pension Plan Premium. They have to deduct EI, which is employment insurance or unemployment insurance, and they probably also have to deduct income tax, most likely. So these three additional taxes sometimes don't apply when we're talking about non-cash taxable benefits, so like in-kind benefits. And an example of this non-cash benefit could be based on what the government's interpreting. Um, Does that make sense? Like, feel free to rewind and listen to that again, because I feel like sometimes I listen to these things over and over again. But yeah, effectively, so that $100 that the employer paid on behalf of the employee, you put that in the, the T4 statement in the box, box 40, and... Uh, when the employee is going to file their taxes, they've either already paid that extra $20 in taxes, or if not, it's going to be adding to their total bottom line tax bill. So they would add $20 that they would have to pay. Of course, it might get deducted if they've got other credits, but that is just something that it's important to notice. So I went to Canada.ca, found the revenue agency, found the publications and the employer's guide to taxable benefits allowances, the most updated one. And there's this really great table. There's a chart in there that we always go back and refer to. And what I'm going to do is just pull out the three pieces in this taxable benefit table and literally verbally tell you. So um, disability related employee benefits, employment benefits in cash. Yes, that is a taxable benefit. Disability-related employment benefits non-cash is also a taxable benefit. Just to talk about disability for a second, this is another example of A, people should only be taxed once, and it can either be at the front or at the back. So when you're selling group benefits policies and the group long-term disability premium is part of that, it's really important to understand in the contract, and please forgive me if this is review for you, just like skip on if it's review, but in the contract, you have to delineate whether that long-term disability benefit is going to be taxed or not taxed on collection, 
on collection, meaning an employee becomes disabled, they're disabled, not able to work, they apply for disability, they receive money from the insurance company. Is that supposed to be taxed or not taxed? And to be honest, the insurance company doesn't care. They just want you to tell them what you're going to do. 90% of the policies that are sold today, like off the shelf, are non-taxable. Why is that the default? Well, it's actually because it's the right thing to do. Think about if somebody is disabled, they're already earning um, two-thirds of their income, most likely because of the disability benefits formula. Then to tax them on top of that, it's a pretty heavy, like, you know, now you're earning like 50% of your pre-disability income net, of course, but that's, that's just, it feels heavy. It's really sad. Like, you know, you have MS and then, or cancer and now it's like, ah, yeah, actually you're getting like half or two thirds of what you were earning before. Um, so therefore we, as an industry generally believe it's like kinder and gentler to people on disability. It's a lot better to not pay tax on a bigger amount than a smaller amount. So the smaller amount is the disability premium when you are healthy, when you are not disabled, you're paying, let's say $50 a month. It could be, it could range. Like some people pay $30 a month. Some people pay $200 a month. Some people pay a lot more than that, but let's just say $50 a month for like the average standard higher income group benefits applicant. Um, there it's better for them to pay tax on the $50 a month than if they were to become disabled and they're receiving $4,000 a month, you don't really want to tax them. That's just a lot more money to give up, um, especially in vulnerable circumstances. So all of that to say with disability related employment benefits and cash, if the employer is paying the premium for the employee, and if you want the policy to be tax free upon collection, then the employee at some point has to pay tax. So therefore, that has to be put on the T4 statement, meaning the disability premium, the $50 a month, has to be put on box 40 of the T4 statement in January, February, before the employer submits the T4 slip to the government. And what happens if this doesn't happen? Well, if it is found in audit, it's, I mean, no one's going to jail. Hopefully, you just have to like say, oops, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. Now I understand you do have to pay back taxes and penalties. The back taxes right now are like 10%. Or sorry, the, the interest. Oh my God, the interest is like 10%. It's a lot. It's insane. So just like, even though it's a tiny amount of money, you just still want to be able to like be aware of it. And if you're a broker listening to this, you want to tell your employers, hey, like you got to watch out for this. One of the things I've heard about disability related um, taxable benefits on T4s or not, there's like this massive debate I've heard in my career on like, can it be reported on a T4 slip or not? I've heard everything from yes or no. Um, oh my God. Finally, I just called the CRA like two, three times. I got the agent. I got the case number. I took took down the information. And basically what the CRA told me directly, which I then confirmed by reading the CRA policy website, is that yes, it is okay that if you have an insurance policy that says the group long-term disability premiums are non-taxable upon collection, and if the employer wants to pay the LTD premiums for employees on their behalf, then yes, they can just add those premiums on the T4 slip as a taxable benefit. The answer is yes. If you don't agree with me, don't even come at me, just like unfollow from this podcast or like, please, can you please go and call the CRA and like wait on the phone with them? Because this has been, I can't even tell you how controversial it's been. Like the fact that I've said this over and over again, um, and people like fight me and debate me on this. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Like, I'm so sorry. You can find it out totally by yourself. So that, okay. That's my disability spiel. Um, we talked about group life insurance 
as well. So I'm just going to skip over that. But yeah, employer paid group life insurance policies are taxable benefits. Therefore, if the employer pays the premium on behalf of the employee, you have to report it on the T4 slip as a taxable benefit and the employee has to pay tax on it. However, if the employee pays the premium, if they pay the LTD premium or the group life premium, then no, you don't need to report it as a taxable benefit. Why? Why is that the case? It's because the employee is paying with after-tax dollars for these benefits. So employees are not allowed to pay for these group premiums on a pre-tax basis, meaning like if your income is $10,000 and your, let's just make it simple, like your premiums for these products are $1,000, you are not allowed to say, oh, 10,000 minus 1,000 equals 9,000 of income, and I'm only going to pay CPP, EI, and income tax on the 9,000. No, that is not how that works. That is how it works for corporations in Canada. That is not how it works for individuals. So the individuals, they get the 10,000 of of gross payroll, then they pay tax on it. CPP, EI, income tax, they deduct it all. After it's been deducted, then payroll goes in and deducts the group benefits premium. So meaning this is on an after-tax basis, meaning, you know, for every dollar they've earned, let's say they only keep 70 cents, the rest of the 30 cents goes to the government. With the 30 cents, they now pay the rest of the, sorry, with the 70 cents, they pay the rest of the premium. So Um, they've already paid the tax once. You don't need to double tax them on this over and over again. Um, one nuance here that you might not see on the revenue Canada website is what do you do with AD and D accidental death and dismemberment premiums? What do you do with CI premiums? These premiums, this was, um, added to the budget maybe over five years ago, but yeah, it used to be silent. And then finally at one point they came out and they're like, actually, yeah. So AD and D and CI also counts as part of these taxable allowances or benefits, um, so you do need to be reporting them. It's, we're talking about small, small amounts of money. Like we're talking about like a few dollars of extra tax a year. It's not a big deal, but I think, you know, if you're the government, you're trying to find every penny, like this is an area that was just kind of like skipped over. Okay. Then I'm going to talk about medical expenses. So medical expenses provided if an employer provides medical expenses, and it's in cash, like it's paid direct to the employee, then yes, that is also a taxable benefit. So this is another kind of reason to justify our existence as an industry because Revenue Canada says to companies, hey, good news, we want to incentivize you businesses to pay for private health insurance for your employees because it helps society and it helps reduce you know, hospital wait times and all of that good stuff. So therefore, we're going to let employers deduct from their business profits, like deduct from their business expenses, um, the group benefits premiums, which is a good thing. And then when the employee goes with their drug card to collect their medical expenses from the insurance company or from their payer, um, that's done on a non-tax basis. So if they get a hundred dollars back from the pharmacy or, or from the insurance company for the pharmacy, that is not taxable at all. However, Premiums are tax deductible for the employer. Premiums, premiums, not claims. There's a difference, not the expenses. Expenses are not the same as premiums. Premiums are an expense plus a fee, basically, and and more stuff on top, like inflation and stuff. But a premium is basically a claim plus a fee as defined by the Income Tax Act. So to be very clear, employers are not allowed to give medical expenses, quote unquote, for free and avoid tax to employees directly. If you are literally getting a receipt for somebody who went to the dentist and as the employer sending them an e-transfer for the hundred dollars of that 
fee, that $100 must be put on the T4 slip as taxable income. Has to be. Does it attract CPP? Yes. Does it attract EI? Yes, because it's like cash is cash. Now, if you're kind of, if you're coming across a business um, that has been operating like this for several years and never putting the taxes on, and to be honest, we have, we have encountered these businesses. The first thing is like, there's no judgment. Like that's okay. We know that people are doing their best. They're trying to run a small business. Sometimes they are aware of what they're doing and they're deliberately trying to avoid tax. But your job as the broker is to educate them as to the risks, the real Revenue Canada risks. If they find out that people have been receiving cash for like medical expenses directly and they're not reported on the T4 slip, then at best, you get a slap on the wrist and you have to pay back taxes and penalties. But at worst, like not just the taxes and penalties and the interest, but also like you could invite further scrutiny in on your business. We had this like 50 person manufacturing company that just operated like this for decades and like didn't believe us when um, our broker, I, I didn't go in there, but one of the brokers that we were working with went in and was like, you cannot, you can't do this. Like, hey, once or twice, you forget, fine. But like, as a policy. And the other thing at worst is like, if you are exposed to your own employee's medical health expenses, it's just not a good thing. Like, you don't want to know whose kid is spending X dollars for disability-based equipment. Like, it's just not healthy for an employer to be exposed at scale with that information. I mean, of course, if an employee is in good faith telling their employer, hey, I have this and that, that's totally different. Um, but you just don't want to make it a policy and a practice to like look at the receipts and be like, oh, wow, you spent on this kind of uh, medication. Interesting, okay? Um, and then finally, I'm just going to talk about premiums for the group benefits items. So premiums paid as well. So if the employer pays premiums on behalf of the employee for the group benefits um, piece, um, that's also something that needs to be considered. I think depending upon each business, like, sorry, I mean, I meant premiums for like the health and dental component. Um, so the health and dental component, it doesn't actually make sense for an employer to ask an employee to pay part of the premiums. And I say that because of this like tax efficiency theory, like people shouldn't really only be taxed once on something. And so an employee is not able to write off their group health and dental medical premiums from their businesses, uh, sorry, from their own personal taxes. And then when they get the tax from their drug card, like, sorry, when they get the cash from their drug card reimbursements, it's tax free. So when you actually work out the numbers, it doesn't make sense for employees to pay the premium for a health and dental benefit. Um, it does make sense in some circumstances for them to pay the group life benefit premium to avoid the tax later. Um, but you know, we're talking about kind of like creating a system and a regime to help incentivize people to work for the business. And once you start to ask people to pay half of the premium, um, it starts to kind of erode that original philosophy again, no judgment. I know a lot of employers use this method, but just be very careful of, um, which benefits you're allocating to deductions and making sure that you're reporting on your T4 statements, the accurate amount. Um, we don't want to overtax people. We also don't want to undertax people. So that's it today. Feel free to go and find this table that I was talking about, um, Googling CRA 
taxable benefits chart. It can change, subject to change. Just like read it and be aware of it. If you have any questions, feel free to find me on LinkedIn. My name is Yaffa Sakaja. You can also send me a note, yaffa at benaplan.ca, and I will do my best to respond. Um, thank you so much to all of the listeners. If there's any particular topic you'd like us to talk about, please submit it. Um, all I do really is I just kind of live my life normally. And then as funny topics come up in my normal life and I find that I'm educating people on this over and over again, then I'll just turn it into a podcast topic. But if there's something that you really want me to dig deeper into, I'm happy to do that. And also if you'd like to share this podcast with your friends, please do. Um, It'll help us just grow and educate more people. Okay. I'm signing off. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.